Em, can you believe we are in our third season of Interview Boss? Not really. It's crazy. But that means there are over 90 episodes we've made. (gasps) Oh my God. Scrolling through all of our episode titles, you might miss an episode that actually is exactly what you're looking for. Yes, we get so many messages of people asking us to do an episode on something and we're like, we already have. So we've put together playlists to help you find the episodes that are best suited to you. If you're applying for jobs, we have episodes about resumes, cover letters and job ads. If you've been offered your dream job, we have episodes on resigning, exit interviews and how to impress at your new company. Yes, and we even have a playlist for if you have an interview like tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then. Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. Hey, I keep not finding jobs that work for me and I keep only staying there a couple of months. That's the kind of thing that you might find starts to be more of a problem. But having one gap, I just think it's just such a non-issue. Hey everyone and welcome back to Interview Boss. My name is Emma. I'm a radio journalist who's teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration and support when you're looking for a new job. Sarah is a HR and recruitment professional and together we're excited to give you all the tips, tricks and behind the scenes knowledge to help you in your career. Hey Em and welcome back everyone. Who are we giving a big fat interview boss shoot your shot shout out to this week? Tom bought us three coffees, which is so bloody generous. And I love how he opened this. He said, this is the best podcast. (laughs) Enough said, Tom. Enough said. Finish it there. (laughs) My company has just gone through a reorganization and I've recommended you to all my colleagues looking for work now. It definitely helped me massively. I took the glass of water, I clenched my butt cheeks and I said out loud, walking up to the building, I am the shit. I love (laughs) that he said it out loud. That is extra (laughs) bonus points to you, Tom. Uh, Never prepped so well before or felt so confident during an interview. And now very happy to say I'm looking forward to starting a new job in a few weeks time. Big, big thank you. Keep doing this awesome show. Thank you so much, Tom. That gives me the warm and fuzzies. And also like everyone else at your company, like, hey, did you get let go too? Oh my God, let's share this resource. Like that's so nice to look out for each other like that. It's amazing. And you can compare notes on how well it all worked. Also, can we talk about how different it is? Like, even if I didn't see the name, I would just know that like, there's just so much less femininity to the message. It's like got a different vibe, a different energy. But I love it. Hey, bosses, gals, love you, (laughs) your sisterhood from overseas. But nonetheless, Tom, we love it, even though it's a masculine compliment. (laughs) We are for everyone here, young, old, female, male, in between, whatever. We're for everyone. As long as you've got an interview, as long as you're applying for a job, well, we're here. We're the show for you. If you are stuck in your job search and you've got an interview coming up or a career dilemma, check out my one-on-one sessions. You can find out all about them at interviewboss.com.au forward slash coaching. Now, today we're going to be talking all about resume gaps, big old gaping holes on the resume, small holes, medium holes, all the holes. Yeah. 
<laughs> little, I imagined like a hole in your sock as you were saying that. You know how you can have like a tiny little hole in your sock and then it becomes bigger and then suddenly your toe fits through. And, and then your whole toe is poking <laughs> out. Yeah. You can always flip them over, by the way. That's an elite tip brought to you by our auntie. What do you mean? You know when you get like a hole in the bottom and it's like your toe goes through but it's kind of in the bottom. Well, you just put that on the top. <laughs> so You've got a hole on the top of your sock but instead of on the But then the heel bottom. bit would be on the top of your foot. Yeah, I know. I know. Do not use that advice. Throw the socks out. Our auntie does that. Shout out Aunty Belinda who turns her socks around. I've never heard her say that. What the hell? I've seen her wearing them with a hole on top and the heel bunched up around her ankle. No. Oh, my God. I know what I'm getting her for Christmas. We tease her about it regularly. So, Resume gaps. What do you think about resume gaps, Em? Like coming from like a newer generation, new to the workforce, like what's your vibe on resume gaps? I think there's nothing to worry about. <laughs> life happens and work is one part of your life. People have kids, people move overseas, people go on holidays, people have mental breakdowns. <laughs> yeah, but also, oh, well, people have health stuff that they need to deal with or mental health stuff they need to deal with or parents they need to care for or just emergencies, disasters, it's life things that they have to deal with. So I really do think that resume gaps aren't really seen the same way as they used to be in the past. Don't get me wrong. I don't think I speak for everyone when I say that. Like there will be hiring managers and employers out there who like want to see every single day of your employment history and quiz you about it or whatever. But I think in general, so many people had gaps in their employment during COVID and they were the types of people who wouldn't have ordinarily had a gap. They couldn't do anything about it. It wasn't their fault. And they had a gap. And I think that really normalized it. And it just kind of proved to everyone again that like it doesn't necessarily have to be anything to do with you or be part of some bigger picture about you. Unpopular opinion. COVID was devastating. We lost so many lives. It was awful. That goes without saying. But it's given us so much in some ways. <laughs> like, you know, resume, oh, you know, career changes. Oh, COVID, you know, really made me reevaluate the pandemic. <laughs> it's true. What I wanted to do. Gaps in your resume. Oh, well, you know, everything shut down. I lost my job along with millions of others. Like it gave us this sense of not alone. Everyone's in it. Working from home too. Like I know that a lot of companies are now being like, no, nah, you're back to the office. That's been really flipped on its head. The thing is though, I never thought that suddenly everyone would always work from home. Like that there'd be the these companies that never came into the office. I think a lot of people really hoped for that. Being in HR, I never thought that that would be the case. It pushed us along the road of the move towards remote work and flexibility and stuff, but it didn't jump us light years ahead. And I think for a lot of companies, it showed that it can be done and has probably left companies more flexible, like let you do it where possible. But I don't think we're forever, you know, from home. Yeah. Anyway, I think that this is one of the other things with resume gaps with COVID, but also just with redundancies, the shifting world, like the volatility of the world we work in. It's just, I think it's just changing. We don't stay in careers as long as we used to. We don't stay in jobs as long as we used to. People are empowered with, you know, kind of the great resignation and the really tight job markets that we've seen on and off over a little while where everyone's been encouraged to change jobs, to find a better opportunity. So I think it's just a bit of a different way of looking at the way you move through your career in general. On that note, like gone are the days like our parents where you work somewhere for 25 years. What is up with that? Like that's not a thing. 
at my workplace, there are so many, I don't want to say old people, but like, you know, 50s to 60s. We call them lifers. Lifers that have worked there for in excess of 20 years. And I've been at my workplace for two years and I'm very happy there. I could stay there a long time, but I cannot fathom being there for 20 years, not anything to do with the workplace, but just being in the same workplace anywhere for 20 years. I can't understand it. I know. And hey, I think it's a funny way of kind of talking about gone are the days. Yeah, they are absolutely for like the majority of us, but there are still some industries and types of work where like teaching in the same school for 15 years or whatever, like that's just a bit different. And being in like public service or government or whatever for that amount of years, like so normal. So I think it depends on your industry or like nursing in the same hospital. Again, like that's pretty straightforward. But in terms of people who have a career where you can work multiple different places and it's a bit easier to move around, yeah, you're right. That's not really a thing anymore. So I wanted to give some context on resume gaps and I thought it'd be good if this didn't come from me. So I grabbed an article from Seek. Now in Australia, Seek are our basically monopoly job board. They kind of are the 800 pound gorilla of the job board world in Australia. And they write some articles and things like that. And this is an excerpt from one of their articles about gaps on your resume. So they said, the red flags hiring managers should watch out for are long stints of unemployment that are not explained by the candidate's cover letter, multiple short periods of employment, like so a job where you didn't stay that long, interspersed with numerous short career breaks on a candidate's resume would also concern this expert that they talked to. That suggests erratic employment or a lack of commitment to work, she says. Another red flag would be an unexpected departure from a company without anyone to act as a referee. That could be a sign something went very wrong in the relationship. That's a question worth asking. So what do you take away from that in terms of like what employers are thinking and the advice that they're getting about these gaps? I think it makes sense because it says like it's a red flag when not explained in the cover letter, meaning if you explain it and stuff, it's fine. But like naturally, if it seems confusing and you don't have the missing puzzle piece, it can be a red flag. And they're talking about long stints of unemployment that aren't explained. With lots of short career, like a pattern. Yes. So I think the thing is one gap like it's just not a big deal. Like explained gaps, not a big deal. Patterns and overall like, hey, I keep not finding jobs that work for me and I keep only staying there a couple of months. That's the kind of thing that you might find starts to be more of a problem. But having one gap, I just think it's just such a non-issue. No, I've replied to like 10 DMs in the last week of people saying that they had been in their job forever, went to go take a new leap that sounded really great and better. They've got there, they don't like it, and they're so stressed about looking again and like, what are they going to think and blah, blah, blah. And my message to them was like, oh my God, you have my permission to leave. I can't tell you what to do, but leave. It's fine. Explain it. And sure, if that was their seventh time of starting a new job and then hating it, okay. Or even like twice in a row, like, okay, you might have to be like, well, what have you learned? Like, how are you going to not do this again for a third time? But one time, the first time it's ever happened and it's just unlucky that it didn't turn out how you wanted, why are you stressed? Stop wasting your energy on that. And we have a whole episode about that, by the way, that's so specific on like, hey, help, I hate my new job, I think it's called. Like, look that up. Go listen to that one if that's you. We basically do say it's okay to leave, but you do want to make sure that if you are leaving, you don't want to make 
a short-term decision to go to something else that you're also going to hate because then it happens again and then you do create a pattern for yourself. So I don't want you to just emergency panic and get out of there. Like make sure it's the right thing for your next one. But yeah, you can kind of see that even the stuff that's written to target employers, like this is the questions that you should ask about someone's resume gap, is very focused on patterns, big red flags, stuff that's actually something that they might want to know about. And again, where they talk about if you had a sudden departure from a company without anyone to act as a reference, that could be a sign of something really wrong. And I often talk to my colleagues who work in recruitment when they see someone's resume and the person says to them, oh yeah, I just left there. You know, the culture wasn't great or like they just don't give much information. It's like they were there for quite a long time. And then when you ask for references, they don't have any from that company. It just makes you think, right? Unfortunately, part of my job in HR is to let people go when they have made very bad decisions for a variety of different reasons. It could be that they just weren't the right fit for the role and there's no hard feelings and it just didn't work out, but it also could be something really serious. Like they assaulted someone or they were involved in bullying or they stole from the company. You know what I mean? Mm. And they were fired, which is why they don't have any references from that company. Those people are going to be vague about why they left and they're also not going to have any references. So it's our job to read between the lines of that. So if that's not you, you need to be more detailed than a person who's covering something up. So that's the background. Let's get into what to do about a gap on your actual resume. Yes, on the actual document itself. So all the advice we're going to give here There's no one clear answer for everything. And like we always say on this podcast, if you're new here, this is the first time you're hearing it. This is our big piece of advice. If you're reading stuff on LinkedIn, getting advice elsewhere, if someone says, this is the way you have to do things and they give you something absolute, run away. Do not trust them. Everything depends on your situation. So we're going to give you our thoughts, our ideas, our suggestions, and it's your job to take what's relevant for you and apply it to your situation. There is never one single answer. Hey job hunters, big news. Our all new course, Interview Academy, is live and ready to transform your interview game. It's all the strategies from Sarah's one-on-one coaching, but without the limited time slots. Yep. It takes you step by step by step through crafting your career story, coming up with your awesome best bits and all the practice you need. And guess what? It's at a special launch price, never to be seen again. Get more information at interviewboss.com.au forward slash interview dash academy. It's linked in the show notes below. So the more recent a gap is or the longer it is, the more important to address it. But particularly the more recent, like if you're currently in a gap, you probably want to talk about it. Like if you haven't worked for the last five or six months, you probably want to talk about that in your cover letter. But once you've started in another job and it's just a gap between those two roles, it's just not as recent. Like You don't need to talk about what you were doing back in 2007. No one cares. No. Well, even if it was just like, oh, last year I had some time off between roles and I couldn't find anything. And it's just not as important for you to be super upfront about talking about it or writing it on your resume or putting it in your cover letter or something because it's not as recent. So if you just have a short gap, you could discuss that in your tell me about yourself. So it could be like, then I had a bit of time off before I started at, you know, X company. Yeah. So you don't have to put it on your actual resume. If it was a short gap and it's not immediately like right now, you can just leave it off your actual document. If it's a current gap, maybe your cover letter is a good place to talk about that. But that's kind of how I would think about like short gaps that are recent-ish. For a longer gap, here's some tips that we kind of think about. So you could add your gap as a job 
stating career gap. Yeah, like you list it as like in between where the jobs would go. Does that make sense? Like on your resume in between where the actual gap is. I think this can be really helpful if there's a really large and fairly obvious kind of a gap. The ones where it's like a few months, like I'm not even probably going to notice that it's November and February. Like I'm not even going to notice that they don't connect together. But if it's like 2021 and then 2023, maybe I will notice that there was nothing in between because the years are a bit more obvious, right? So if it's a larger gap, maybe over 12 months or something like that, maybe you do want to slot something in there just to say what you were doing during that time. If there's something you want to add to that section, like I worked in casual jobs, I blah, 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 or I traveled the world, or I did some study. If there's something that you want to actually add in that adds value, then you can add that under the job as like the description or like what you did or whatever. What about if you just stayed home for two years and like played video games? We're not going to put that in there. Like just say career break. Or like, let's say, you know, you had to look after your mental health or something like that. Like you can just put career break if you want to. Like don't try and make something up to put in there. That's always our advice. (laughs) Yeah, I know. If you haven't got anything to say, don't say anything. If you're going to put it on there like career gap 2021 to 2023 or whatever, don't force things to make up that you had benefits or stuff that you, like if you didn't do anything, don't write anything. It's fine. Just list the dates and the title and just keep going with the rest of your other experience. Like at least you're saying, hey, I'm pointing it out. There is a gap here. I will talk about it at some other point when we actually get a chance. And a cover letter is a great place to add that context if it's a gap that you're just coming back from or was recently. Again, so if this was a few years ago, you don't need to say it. But if you're just fresh off it, you know, my name is Emma. I'm applying for this job. I've recently spent the past year traveling or looking after my sick family member or raising my family and I'm ready to come back. I've Spent the last year working back in marketing again after I spent two years raising my son and my daughter. You know, like that can be the kind of way that you would address it. You're not spending ages, but you can just mention it in there. Now, the most common gaps, like we just mentioned, are from raising a family or having time off with kids. 100%. Hardest job out there. Respect. People get it. Our whole society only works if people continue to have children. So it's a very normal part of being a human. And people understand, like I know that there is discrimination with working mothers and coming back to work and parental leave and all of that kind of stuff. I get it. But when you're talking past tense, it's a gap in the past. I just don't think you need be concerned about talking about it. People get it. You say, oh, I raised my kids. Oh, great. Like there are no more questions. Like I have no follow-up questions. (laughs) I've seen some advice on turning it into like what you did as a mother or whatever. Have you seen that stuff, Em? Yeah. Like, you know, scheduled for people's lives and things like that. So look, you're an amazing parent, but just leave the dot points of your parental duties off the resume. Yeah, I think you don't have to turn it into a work-related thing. It's a life achievement. You get other stuff out of that. You don't have to turn it into like, what did I learn from being a parent or whatever? It's just unnecessary. I think people understand that you have a life, that there are other priorities, and I don't think you need to be spending that time thinking, how do I make this relevant to my employer? It's none of their business. Yeah. You can also add in brackets contract to the end of one of your job titles to show why it may have been a shorter stint. So this can be helpful if you've done a few shorter contract roles or temp work or seasonal work so it doesn't seem so jarring. Yeah, 
it's really helpful. It's just like you see, oh, that was how long, six months. Oh, contract. Okay, great. It just kind of addresses that thing. And if you've got a gap on there and you've got a contract role, it might be helpful to just make sure that it's clear that that's a contract role so that they're not thinking, oh, gap, oh, short role. You know, like they're not connecting any dots. Like you've covered your bases in terms of why that was a shorter role. Now, we do not recommend adding why you left each place. So it comes off as too much information too soon. Those kind of things you can explain when you speak to them in person. Now, do people actually do this? Yeah, I've seen it a bit. And I find that it tends to be, unfortunately, when people have been in the job search a little while, they get asked it a lot of like, oh, why did you leave there? Why did you leave there? And so they kind of be like, oh, I don't want to talk about this anymore. I'm just going to put it on my resume. And I've seen like reason for leaving, made redundant, reason for leaving, contract, reason for leaving, resigned, reason for leaving. And it just feels a bit weird to see that all over their resume. And it comes from great intentions because they're trying to follow our advice of like being upfront, but it's just a little too much on the other end. It just feels like you're trying to prove something maybe because it's not traditional to put it on there. I just think leave that stuff off. Again, with the exception of if it is a contract role or you are putting like a separate thing on there for career gap after I was made redundant, whatever, I wouldn't put the reason for leaving every single place. I don't love that on a resume. And like we've said, once it's been a few jobs or a few years since your gap, you don't have to include them or explain them. Yeah. So I've done a few coaching sessions for people who, again, with like the parent kind of gap of like a couple of years break and then maybe working part-time after that. And they've had like four or five jobs since then. And we're working on their tell me about yourself, like their introduction. What are they going to say about their career? And they kind of go, oh, well, I had a gap and I had a year and then I had my son and then I had another kind of six months there or whatever. And I just think it's just a few years have passed now. Like you can just kind of not mention that part and just go, oh, I started in this role and then I went into this role. And it's not a necessary part of the story. If it's a key part and like, oh, after I came back from having you know, raising some kids, then I wanted a career change. If it adds to the story and it fits and it's part of it, sure, mention it. But you don't have to. Like, don't feel the need to force it into a story where it doesn't fit. And I guess the context that's important to give with that is that we always do say, don't hide stuff, be upfront about them. So, I don't want you to feel like you're hiding this. It's just that is it relevant? Is it adding anything? Is there anything you need to talk about? Are they going to likely to ask you a question? Is it something that you're going to have trouble explaining if you don't mention it up front now? And if it's something like, oh, I had six months off to travel, that's not going to be something that they're going to find out about later and it's going to be an issue, right? Whereas if you don't tell them that you're made redundant and then it comes up later, like that might be weird. I don't know. As always, I think there's nuance to this advice Basically, be upfront about it, acknowledge it. You can put the gap on there if it's something noteworthy, especially if it's recent and if it needs to be addressed. Or if it's really long or you're feeling like you need to for some reason. Don't be so upfront that you're feeling the need to explain every minor detail from 2007 and every, like, you know, I took a week off here to refresh before starting my new job. (laughs) Yeah. Or like every time that you, and then I did three days for a while and then I did four days and like it just, if it was that long, go like you can just 
It's probably a universal rule, actually. The further something was in the past in your career history, the less detail you need to go into. It just kind of all blends together a little bit. Like, I think we talked about this in our resume episode. The further things get down on your resume, so they're more in the past, the less detail that you need to include. So, you're probably cutting off certain bullet points, dot points at the end, like cutting them out. If they're not super relevant, they're not big ones, those jobs, when they get further into the past, they should become shorter and take up less room because they're just further in the past. Similar thing when it comes to your career gaps. They should take up less room mentally, less room in your story. They're just less important. There you have it. That is your how-to guide on resume gaps. Hope you enjoyed. Good luck out there. Thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you like hearing the sound of our voices, hit that follow button in Apple or Spotify, or better yet, tell someone about the show. It's how we can hit the charts and we can help even more people. For more advice, inspiration, and a supportive community, check us out on Instagram at Interview Boss. We've been your job search besties and helped you in some way. There's a cool way you can support the show. Shout us a virtual coffee. We get a huge kick out of reading all of your success stories. Head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash interview boss and shout us a cuppa. If you keep us caffeinated, we can keep the content coming. Ah!